without your podcast and your book, I would have just <laughs> definitely reacted differently. I like the way that you break things down and make them understandable. Your book is amazing. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. My guest today is 19-year-old Maya, who is dating 18-year-old Andrew. Maya says that she feels she's too young to get married, but wants a fully committed relationship. She wrote me the following questions, and I thought they were uh, great questions and interesting, and I thought I would just read them out. How do I deal with Andrew's ghosting and get him to chase me again? Should I show through my social media that I am a changed person and then unfollow Andrew and his brother, who both followed me first? Do I have a chance with Andrew, even though he is young and may not want a relationship at this age? And her last one, In the Rules by Ellen Fine and Sherry Schneider. They convince us not to talk about commitment and to look hot. However, on some of your podcasts, you tell us to have more of a girl-next-door look due to the madonna whore dichotomy and to write that we want something meaningful on our dating profiles. Which one works? As I said, great questions that I really liked, and I love that Maya is just 19 years old. I want to answer her questions today, so let's get right to it by welcoming Maya to make him wonder. Hi there, Maya. Hello, Coach Bala. So nice to have you, because I rarely get someone uh, of your age and that is refreshing to me. It's really wonderful. I know some younger women are coming to find the rules. Have you found that in your circle or how did you find the rules? I was starting this challenge called 75 Hard and it consists of an outdoor workout. So every time I'd have my walk outside, I'd listen to this um, YouTube channel called Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. And one of the guests they had was where Sherry Schneider and Ellen Fine, where they talked about the rules. And I just found it really interesting and it made a lot of sense to me. So then I read the book and then I found you. Interesting. Wow. So you read the rules book. How did you find me from the rules book? Well, I searched up their page and they had one post about you. And then I found your podcast. Wonderful. You've been listening to the podcast? Yes, I have. I just love this. That is so great to hear. It's really music to my ears because um, most women, myself included, don't really get anything like the rules until much later in life. A lot of women come to me, and this was my experience too, that maybe they had read the rules in their 20s or um, 30s, something like that. And then they just tuck it away, don't deal with it, think, you know, that it's kind of BS, and then um, come to it later in life and realize uh, how profound it can be. So this is great, and I want to get to your questions. So tell me how you met Andrew. So I met him at the gym, and I did everything wrong because I initiated contact. I just asked him if he was in my brother's class. Then he asked me for my Snapchat and I told him, how old are you? He told me he's 18. No, he told me he was 17 at the time. So then I told him, okay, but you can only text me when you're 18. And then uh, um, I was bored. So like after a week uh, in from which he added me, I texted him and we started talking. Um, he said 
uh, he said that he liked me and we had like the same values. We found out we go, we also go to the same church, and we were both newly to the states. Uh, we both uh, had just moved, and he was a really nice guy. But since I showed too much interest and like I initiated contact and I also initiated the date, um, he lost interest, which was like obviously going to happen. Um, however, he said on one of our dates that he would have definitely approached me if I hadn't approached him because he thought I was very attractive. Okay. Yeah. So tell me what you think you did wrong. Um, I did everything wrong. Okay, the only thing I did right was I didn't, uh, I only kissed him. I didn't do anything more than, no, I actually, actually I didn't kiss him. Like I didn't do anything physical with him. But uh, everything else was wrong because I showed too much interest. Um, I, I initiated the date. I told him like, oh, when are you going to ask me out? And he like, bluntly told me like he, that he likes me but he's not looking for a relationship now because his ex cheated on him and uh, but then he changed his mind after he asked me to hang out and I told him I rejected him I told him I don't hang out with random guys so then he stepped up and asked me out on a date and I did a mistake by following back his like his friends and his brother followed me first, but I did a mistake by following them back when I didn't even know them. And the last mistake I did was accepting a house date um, after he rescheduled. He like, yeah, and like I would initiate conversations with him instead of let him chase me. Got it. So you, you did a lot okay, that you're saying, okay, is wrong. And, and I love that you get all that. And it's very clear to you. That's wonderful. But you also did some things right. And so when we do some things right in that fashion, and it sounds like about a an 80-20 split, meaning you did 20% right, and maybe 80% not so right. And that's why it didn't really... Mm, go in the way maybe you would have liked it to go. But this is just such a great um, example and a very, very good uh, learning experience. So I want to ask you um, in terms of how long you dated and any physical stuff that went on while you were dating. We dated for about a month or two. Uh, physically, uh, nothing happened between us. Uh, so we were playing video games, and I told him if he would win all of the games, he'd get a kiss. If he lost one of them, he wouldn't, and he lost one of them, so he didn't get a kiss. So we didn't do much physically. The last time we talked was March 10, which is why I don't think there's a lot of hope for my situation. But the last time we spoke, he initiated contact. So I don't know if that counts. And yeah, physically, we didn't do much. We only hugged. Okay. So how did it end formally? It ended with him. Um, I asked him to hang out. And then he, um, he told me that he couldn't hang out with me because he was talking to another girl. And I saw her in, in his Instagram posts. So um, after that, I told him, all right, enjoy. And then he was like, what do you mean enjoy? I told him enjoy means enjoy. There's no deeper meaning. And I, ha I didn't contact him. Uh, after three weeks from that, he replied to one of my stories. I just left him unopened. And then he replied to another one of my stories. And I just replied, yeah. And then we haven't contacted each other since then. And uh, he removed the girl from his posts because I think she also did some mistakes. She traveled to him to go to to prom with him. And she was posting him before he posted her. Like, she did 
some of the mistakes that I did, basically. Okay. So, you say he ghosted you. What, what do you mean by that? I'm not hearing, I'm hearing that it kind of ended, so I'm not hearing the ghosting, so tell me about that. Oh, I just felt like it was ghosting since he hasn't spoken to me since, but I don't know. It's probably not ghosting then. I don't see it as ghosting because it was like you said, okay, enjoy, and he said, what does that mean? You said, no deeper meaning, but that was kind of it. And then he has been looking at your stories and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I wouldn't categorize it in your mind as ghosting. Yeah. But I want to get to some of the other questions like, should I show through my social media that I'm a changed person and then unfollow him and his brother? Um, what do you mean by showing him you're a changed person on your social media? Um, like maybe show him that I've moved on because I have since. Uh, I don't, I don't, I really don't know, but like, because one, on one of your podcasts, I, I listened to, you, you, she had like a similar situation to mine and except she was physical with the guy and you gave her like some advice to like show that she's a changed person and then just unfollow him. So I thought maybe I should do the same. I'm not remembering that specifically, but I'm not hearing that you need to show you're a changed person. What I was likely referring to, and I don't know, I don't remember the specific episode, but it could be that you know about the Freud's Madonna whore dichotomy and what I talk about in terms of that. And it seems to me that uh, Andrew put you in a bit of the Madonna category, even though you said you did all these things wrong by like approaching him first and so on and so forth. It, it's still because you did not overtly come on to him in a sexual way. I'm going to guess that he still has you and you met in church or sorry, you, you went to the same church, you met in your gym, but you went to the same church that he's still putting you in the Madonna category. Yeah. Great. And so you don't need to show any change there. Yes. I okay. Yeah. Now, in terms of following him, following or um, you unfollowing him, et cetera, et cetera, that's a really good question. And it's a tough one because every situation is different, but I'm going to give you my perception on this situation. And I think it would be very good to unfollow him, but you allow him to continue to follow you. Yes, I understand. Yeah. And his brother and friends, do I not unfollow them? Hmm, that's a very good question. Um, How do you know the brother and the friends? So, he, uh, since we went ice skating on our first date, um, he told his brother about me, and he just followed me. Maybe he was bragging to his brother, like, oh, look, I took her on a date. So I have a lot of followers, and I don't follow a lot of people, but I followed him back. Maybe I shouldn't. I, yeah, I shouldn't have. And his friends, um, one of his friends I met on one of our dates when we went on a ski trip, uh, his friend was there, so he just followed me, and I I followed him back. And then his friend asked me to asked me to prom, and he asked me to go with his other friends, which are so they're basically all friends. And now I just follow them all back, mm. which is yeah. I really love how you get uh, so much of this when you said uh, I probably shouldn't have followed them. I mean, you, you're answering your own questions. I hope you see that, which is great. Thank you. <laughs> so I think it would be wise to unfollow them because you're going to unfollow him. Yes. Okay. And that's hard because I'm sure you'd like to see, you know, what's going on with them. I get that. But. It's an important thing to show him that 
you're not looking. Yeah, I understand. And with the friends that's and the brother, that's also important because if he should find out that you're following the friends or brother and looking at them, that kind of thing can not really backfire on you because then it can look like um, we might say it could look like you're trolling for other guys' interest, and that's not good, okay? Yes, I understand. So what were you going to ask me next? The problem is that I have streaks with some of his friends on Snapchat, and he has me on his private story on Snapchat. So if I unadd them there, they would see it. I'm not clear how that goes. So on the Snapchat, you're saying that they will see that you unfollowed them? Is that which they can see too on Instagram if they... But on Snapchat, they kind of get like a notification. So like, it's not like Instagram, they'd have to check. You get what I mean? Mm. And are we talking about, what social media are we talking about? Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok? What are we Um, talking about? I have them on both. Um, I also have them on Snapchat. Uh, And on Snapchat, like... One of his friends, we send streaks to each other, which I don't know if you're familiar with. It's basically just sending each other random random pictures every day. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, I actually think then you should. Unadd them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you also asked, do I have a chance with Andrew even though he's young and may not want a relationship at this age? When you say have a chance, what do you mean by that? Um, do I have a chance of him chasing me again? And like wanting a relationship with me? At this time? No. Mm. I'm going to say that and I, that may sound harsh. But he's showing you all that you need to know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have anyone else that you're dating? Yes, I do. Oh, good. Good. Let's talk about that. Let's uh, do that in a moment. So we're back with 19-year-old Maya, who I'm very impressed with because she really just gets so much and this is going to bode seriously well for her dating life and relationships in the future and hopefully now because there's someone new that you're dating. So tell us about him. So with this new person, I did everything right till now, except like... Lately, I, I'm not so sure, which is why I wanted to ask you for some advice. So with this person, he initiated contact. I never talked to him first. I never initiated anything. Um, he said that he loved me, and he even told my friends. Um, I didn't say it back yet because it's a little bit too early. Um, the The issue here is um, he's an un- unhealthy person, he smokes a lot, he drinks a lot, and he's been trying to stop that for me, and he even entered the gym for me, but the problem is, he's been asking me every day, like, what time do I go to the gym, so that he could um, come with me and pick me up, so that um, removes some of the mystery, and another problem is that Um, we have the same group of friends so it's kind of easy it's getting easy for him to see me because um, when the group of friends invite me um, and him we both go so that just 
make, uh, makes him not have to put effort to ask me out. And this week, I've, uh, it's the second month we've been dating, and I've seen him this week three times, which I think is wrong. And for example, tomorrow there's, we ha there's a hike and a party with the mutual friends and him, and I'm not sure if I should go because then I'd be seeing him too much. I see. Yeah. So where did you meet him? He was in my school. Um, ever since he saw me, he had his eye on me. Um, we just never, nothing ever happened between us because my parents were strict. Then recently he found out I was coming back to my home country and he just wouldn't stop texting me and asking me out. I see. And let's give him a name so we can call him a name. Um, Jake. So with Jake, um, how old is he? He's 19. Okay. So it sounds like, you know, from his previous interest, and now he has you in his uh, orbit, you know, he's very, very interested. Do you have his level of interest? I do. Hmm. Nice. Okay. So the pacing is very important, and that's what you just alluded to by, oh my goodness, saw him three times already this week. Do I, you know, not go to the uh, mutual friend gathering where he won't know whether I'm going or not? Now, has he asked you, are you going? Um, he hasn't, but I'm sure he will. He always does. Mm -hmm. Yep. So here's the thing that you can know that at this juncture, not having a physical relationship, or have you started a physical relationship? Um, we've had kisses, kisses on the neck and cuddling. That's it. Uh-huh. Okay. So knowing where you want to go with this will help you kind of um, reverse engineer it of what you want to do now. Meaning that... You know, if you know that this is going to be something serious and that you'd like that, then we want to continue to pace it. But him seeing you often, if you're not having a physical relationship, uh, doesn't have the same import as if you were having a physical relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So if you want to go uh, with your friends, you want to think about it this way. You want to think about it as, okay, kind of a, a push and a pull. So, for example, four times this week, you can pull back after the four times. Yes. And that's really all you need to do. Because I'm hearing that he's very very interested, and you're pacing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What other questions around him do you have? So he brought up, um, he asked me where, where do I see this relationship going. He's told me really sweet stuff, and he's told me that he loves me. But he's, asked, he's told my friend that he loves me, and he's asked her, for advice, and my friend told him that I don't do long distance because in a month I'm going, I'm moving back to the states. Um, so that's why I think he's scared to ask me to be his girlfriend, but I'm not sure. So, what do I do in this situation when he brings it up again? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a really good question. Do you go back and forth from the states to your country often? Um, I go back to my country just during the summer, maybe Christmas vacation. And then because my education is at the States, I have to stay there most of the year. And what about him in terms of, you know, could he be doing that and join you in the States at all? Or He has tried to, like, send his grades to, like, come to my university. 
But the problem is I don't think he can afford it because the situation in my home country is really bad, which is the reason I even had to go to the States. And his, he's uh, middle class, but for, for students who don't have an American passport, it's really expensive to study in the States. So, mm. Okay. So a big question here for you. It's a big one. Would you marry him? Um, I think I, I think I would. Okay. Because you said yes, and I'm glad you did, and I'm going to veer off a little bit right here. Um, there may be women listening and say, oh my gosh, she's asking a 19-year-old if she would get married. That's too young. <laughs> it's actually not. And here's what I mean by that. We as women are here because we want the man to be fully committed. And if you follow me, you adhere to my premises, principles, approaches, what have you, philosophies, then you know that the man making a decision and taking on the responsibility he sees commitment as being is tantamount to us getting a committed relationship, meaning there's really not much of a way to get it without that. And I'm not, I'm not, certainly not pro-divorce, but here's what I believe. That a young man, if he is capable of making that decision and marrying, your chances are just as good as at any age. Because it's about the decision and it's about the man. Now, yes, life can come about and divorces happen. People change. All of that that we think about, uh, you know, why it is that we don't want someone to marry young. But here's the thing. For the woman, if you're going to be sexual with a man and... Again, that's going to be a very individual. Uh, if you do that for however many years, you're going to do it because you think, oh, well, I shouldn't marry. The chances of you breaking up are seriously high. I mean, seriously high. And then you will not be in the Madonna category necessarily for that man, depending on his uh, culture, uh, religious beliefs, um, where he is on the, you know, Madonna or dichotomy just in his uh, brain. So there is a chance and you're gambling either way, but you're gambling much more with your heart, soul, body, all of that. If you don't marry young, and I look at it under the umbrella of, okay, if you marry young, maybe you have a long time to wait for having children. And if you end up getting a divorce prior to having children, say you're together for four, five, six years, you have the man in a completely committed state. You have the best chance for it going the distance. But if it should go off the rails, you haven't had children, and you go your separate ways like you would in a breakup of a relationship that's not being married. And who is harmed by that? In other words, the harm without children involved is no greater on either side, whether it is breakup 
or divorce. Does that make any sense? Yes. What do you think about that at 19 years old? Um, I agree with you. Completely. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. And why I say this is that if you could get that commitment and then you plan together, here's what we know statistically about relationships going the distance. If two people are in the same place or what we call proximity and you've been dating and you get engaged prior to one party moving away, but you have plans to come together, that relationship statistically can go the distance. On the flip side, if you are in the same city and you move away without being engaged, the statistics show within 14 months, the relationship is gone. There's a breakup. It's actually like documented 14 months. It's done because a relationship without that commitment and plan to be together cannot sustain. It's the commitment and the plan to be together that actually sustains it until you actually live in the same place again. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Especially from the man's point of view. You see, women can do long distance much better than men can. And there's a lot of reasons for that, I believe. But one thing is, you know, men know men. <laughs> and men know that they can be predatory. And they think of a female as, well, she's just going to fall prey to whatever man is courting her or interested in her or going after her. They don't really understand women in that way very well. Because yes, while that can happen, and it does happen, for the most part, if the woman's really in love with her long distance love, she's not going to fall prey to others very easily. Then the flip side of that is that because in this scenario, he's male, we look at it under the puppy principle. And when he's left alone, all the pretty puppies are running around him and he can get easily sidetracked. So it's kind of a double whammy and why long distance is just exceedingly hard for men, harder than it is for us even. Not that it's not hard on both sides. And it's the commitment, again, that is going to be able to sustain it. Now, you're in your country for another month? Yes. So this could easily happen, I believe, if he could be in a place. And it could be that because of culture or religion or what have you, perhaps he could that he would consider marriage. Do you have in your culture not to have sex before marriage? Yeah. Culture or religion? Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So his desire for you might be so high that he would consider doing that. And it would be, how do you get to that point prior to leaving? <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And... You can easily, by having one conversation, very simply, and it would be something like this. Uh, Jake, um, like in a couple of weeks you might do this, or even a week. Jake, I'm making my plane reservation to go back to the States and I really got kind of sad. You be him. I'm going to be you, okay? Okay. What would he say? He would probably say something like, let's do long distance. I'm going to miss you. I really love you. Perfect. 
and then you say, oh, hmm. Well, I think for me, that really wouldn't work. See, what we're doing here, we're prompting him to ask something. What would he ask? Um, I think he'd just take it as a rejection, as in that I don't like him, because that's what I've been showing him. Like, I haven't said I love you yet. I haven't initiated contact, so. Oh, okay. All right. Then we have to, yeah, good. It's good that you know that. So then you say, it's like a, it's almost like a, a little bit of a switch, which like makes him really sit up and take notice. So you say, oh, well, for me, that really wouldn't work because I feel like I'm starting to love you too. And I, I know that without us moving towards being engaged, long distance is too hard and it will all fall apart because I won't be back until Christmas. Now, do you even know if you're coming back at Christmas? Yes, I think I am. Okay, so this is good because here's what I'm going to tell you. So that's going to like so catch him off guard. He's not expecting that at all. Right? Right. Okay. So what do you think he might say to that? Which is a really hard question. I think since we're too young, um, he, w he wouldn't. But he, he would, right now he wouldn't, but he would say that he does want to. Now he... He probably doesn't have the facilities. He's still a university student and stuff. Right, because that's that's very big in your culture, correct? Correct. Okay. So, great if he says that. And then you say, I respect that and I understand that. However, the situation we have doesn't really allow for that. And I know that in the States and in many cultures, you build things together as a couple. And that's why I'm going to school to be all that I can be and to bring to any relationship a certain amount of you know, building together well before any children would be involved. What do you think he'd say? I think he'd accept, like, he'd do whatever I tell him to. Okay. He want to do <laughs> right. So, you leave it there, okay? Okay. And what I mean by that is you just, whatever he says, okay. He may ask, he may ask, well, you're saying you would, like, get engaged, then what? Then what do we do? Would he say something like that? Yeah. Okay. So then you just say, well, then, you know, if we were engaged, then we have the commitment. And we start making plans together. And maybe that's plans for you to come over or um, for us to travel back and forth more or whatever. I don't really know that part, but I know that we'd have the commitment. And uh, we can do a lot on whatever, FaceTime, wh where, whatever you use, I don't know, um, you know, be able to see each other and chat or whatever. Uh, maybe you can make a trip over and I'll be back at Christmas. And then you kind of get out of the um, conversation. So in other words, you bring it up at a time whereby maybe you're going to be doing something and then say, Oh, you know, um, after that you say, so I think once two people have the commitment, the other stuff you just work out. Um, let's, let's go do, and then whatever you were going to do. 
or let's get going or let's go to the gym or whatever it is or uh, do you want something to eat or whatever, right? You just get out of the conversation and then he's just going to be thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and maybe planning, okay? Because then you're going to give, if you do this in like soon or a week's time, then you give him time to get it together. Now, he may start asking you questions like, well, like, I don't know, in your culture, do you get a uh, engagement ring? Yes. Okay. So he may be thinking that can't happen because he doesn't have the money. Correct. Okay. So you need to be, again, you're the mechanic of this relationship. You need to be directing. So, for example, when you talk about the building together, you want to somehow get in there and guys, you know, worry about like, oh, well, how could I buy a ring? And I feel like that's not the important thing. The important thing is the commitment, because even if we got a hundred dollar ring right now on our wedding day or on our first anniversary, you know, it's about the commitment and that ring is just a placeholder. It's not what the ring costs. Correct. Okay. So you say that in some way so that he gets it, that you don't have to do that. That's not what's important. And, and truly, you know, I don't know how we got so sidetracked in our, in our world that that's what's meaningful. It's not. It's what the ring symbolizes, and you can say that. The amount of the ring means nothing. What it symbolizes means everything. Okay? So you can do that. And then it'll likely be thinking, 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 and you might get, you know, that question before you leave. And if things go off the rails from there, it doesn't, you know, it's still the same as if you were just dating or not committed in some senses. Yeah, that's true. But you have the much, 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 much better chance of it working when you have that man's commitment. Yeah. Yep. So I, I wish you a lot of luck with that. And I think, you know, I'll be interested to hear. I hope you will come back on and tell us <laughs> how that goes. Um, in the meantime, I did want to get to your last question here because I think it's a really good one. You had written, you know, in the rules, uh, they convince us not to talk about commitment. It's a little caught. And then you were saying, but I have a bit of a different take on that because of, uh, you know, I, I predicate my stuff under, you know, Freud's madonna Hoy dichotomy. So one of those we just touched on right now, which is you don't continually discuss your relationship and about commitment. You do not. But when these um, milestones come up or times come up like we're talking about right now with Jake, you must have one time a conversation about how you view things. And when I say conversation, you see that it was more of a one-sided you telling him what you think and feel. And there's not a lot of back and forth about it. It's just, that's it, right? Mm. Yep. I understand. In terms of the looking hot, well, again, if you go under my premise and Freud's, what happens is men are going to absolutely um, consume anything you put out there. So if it's hot, of course they're going to consume that. But again, they're going to put you maybe in the second category. And it's very tough to go back to the girl next door category from there. Yeah. It just doesn't work very well for commitment. And here's the, 
here's the thing is that the man wants to know that that hot stuff is reserved for him. Yeah. What if it's like not really provocative, but just to like a certain extent? It's the, yeah. And I understand that. So it's not necessarily like the clothes you're wearing or it's about like the pose so so you think about uh, people call them uh, like the duck lip pose do you know what i mean by that yeah <laughs> right so you're you're puckering your lips you've got your head up and your butt is out whether you're wearing more clothes or very scantily clothed it doesn't much matter it's the essence of what you're showing the man this is my attitude about it. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if things are done in like a, a joking way and people can tell from the photo that it's joking, that can be one thing. But if it's done in any way, and this is what really, if you hone in on this, you get it. Because of the predator-prey difference in being male and female, Men like to get our attention, not us showing that we want attention. So it's very enticing for the man to, um, to look at sexy pictures of women wanting to get attention, but that will not allow them to see you as a woman whom they really want for more. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So when you hang back and you show, I'm not looking for male attention, that's when you're most alluring to him in terms of more. He wants to get that attention. So we don't want to ever do selfies that show us trying to look a certain way and trying to get attention. It's really, other than sexual, it's a turnoff to the man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And our society, especially like in the States, um, Europe, in, in Western societies, it is, we've been sold a bill of goods that the other way works and being sexual will work. Well, yeah, sure, it'll, it'll work, you know, to get any man's attention, but it's just for the wrong thing or only for one thing, I should say. It's not wrong. It's just for one thing only and won't get us what we want. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I want to make sure to answer any of your other questions today because they were just great and I've really enjoyed this. Thank you very much. My last question, I think, would be um, if after I unfollow them, they come and ask me, like, why do you unfollow us? What would I stay? What, what, what would I tell them? Uh, I think it's very simple. Uh, I was dating Andrew, and out of respect for him, I feel it's the right thing to do. I know you'll understand. Yeah, I understand. Mm -hmm. You can even say that to them. I know you'll understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they tell Andrew that, that'll boost you in his eyes and certainly will boost you in their eyes as well. And you will not uh, ever go wrong doing something like that. Yeah. But the thing is, like, we weren't really labeled as dating. Like, we, we went on a few dates, but if... If I were to say, like, me and Andrew were dating, they'd, they'd think, like, oh, she's exaggerating. He, not, he told her he didn't want a relationship from the start. Like, you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. so. so you could do it maybe like this then. Uh, Andrew and I went on a few dates. Could you say it like that instead of dating? Yeah. Or hung out? You know, we would say that here. Andrew and I hung out for a few times and I just feel it's not really appropriate to follow him or any of his friends. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank okay. you very much. You're so welcome. And I'm so happy you did this today. And I hope that in the future you will come back and update us on how you did handle this with Jake. If Andrew comes back, which I think he will, I can't tell you when, but I think he'll be back around. (laughs) And hopefully you will be engaged to uh, someone it sounds like you're really falling for, Jake. Yeah. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed talking to you. I did too. Thanks. Take care. You too. Wonderful. So just happy as heck that uh, (laughs) um, she wanted to do this today. And I hope it's helpful to you no matter the age, because it doesn't really matter, as we know, whether you're 18 or 80. Yes, there are some variations, of course. But getting the man to be in that state of wanting something and having him make that decision is what it's all about. Whether eventual marriage ensues or not, his state and his decision um, is the most important thing to get to for the happiness uh, and health of any relationship. So I trust that this was helpful for you today. And if you need more help, you want my help, you can contact me by going to coachpaulagrooms.com, reach out to Michelle, my assistant, and you could be a guest on this podcast, or we can be talking in a uh, consult that is recorded for you with a private password so you get to listen back just like you listen to these podcasts and you get a lot of information about yourself, the relationship, all of it. And I encourage you to do that if you are at all at a crossroads with a man, with yourself in dating, or just need to talk something through with me that will be helpful to you. This is all about growth, about getting what it is that you desire and deserve in your life. In the meantime, you must remember to be making him wonder. <laughs>